2: to CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Bet life. Oh, in stereo. I'm Beck. You can follow me at Bulls underscore Peck on Twitter. That's Will leave. He is at leave when he's not making diving catches in the outfield. Uh, Big Dave in the magic bubble. He is at BOW BWL Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got our pal and our producer, Joey rocking the scenes behind the controls. Um, happy Tuesday, everybody. We, uh, we got to talk about some fun stuff today. And by fun stuff, I mean the Bulls getting ranked basically in the middle of the middle of the pack, uh, in Bleacher Report's latest NBA rankings. And these come, uh, with the extra detailed stipulation of the best starting fives, projected starting fives for the upcoming 22-23 NBA season now that the draft is over and that free agency dust has settled. So we are going to get into that. We'll also touch on this interesting conversation that Zach Lowe and Chris Herring had on Zach Lowe's podcast that was was released uh, earlier this morning, yesterday, the most recent episode of the Low Post. They they talk a lot about the Bulls, what they're doing and what they aren't doing. Juicy, you say? Spicy. Juicy and spicy. It
1: was a spicy, Spicy juicy drink. Big
2: Dave, are you a fan of juicy, spicy things?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I like spicy papaya. No, that's want spicy Uh, papaya. (laughs) Uh, well, big Dave, how are you in the magic bubble? I'm doing well. Uh, Will, do you have any tips for me in the magic bubble? Cause you spend more time here than I do. Are there any That's tips true. I should have for being in the magic bubble? I'm looking
1: for tips from you because I have to sit next to Peck today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not sure how to, it's, how to we, don't, we don't have that kind of continuity. Continuity is so important as we all know. Are you build. like worried about collateral damage? You we think I'm like build. accidentally gonna
0: flail and smack you upside the head or something? You know, you just never know. You never know. He, well, well, he, he, well, one, you're right. He is a flailer. So, yeah, that, that's a thing. I could get hit with
1: a flying hat. You never know. <laughs> yeah,
0: a, hat, a hat's going flying, you know, like that and everything. Um, yeah, just let Matt, you know, lead and, you know, let him yell when he's ready to yell. You just let him go and you let that happen. And yeah, you just continue to focus on the trophy in front of you. And, and you'll be fine, you know, and watch It'll your be. water. Make sure Although, your not you.
2: <laughs> you know, the other benefit of, of Big Dave taking a turn to be in the magic circle instead of here is that Will and I are the ones who get to enjoy your mini AC unit that you keep at the office. Because yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but it is hiding right behind the Zach Levine jersey on our coffee table right now. We got Let the misting you. setting on. Oh, it feels good.
0: Let me tell you, man, it, make, it made me feel so good that you all are using that. I feel like, you know, a part of me – is still there with you guys and still helping you guys out, even though I'm not there physically. So it makes me feel good that you guys are enjoying that and it is helping. Cause I know Will is doing it because you know I'm sure his he thighs did. were on fire from yesterday. We all saw the video. I'm Joey, I want to see the clip. I'm mad you ain't got the clip ready to go, Joey. Of this yeah. dude making that catch. That's what I'm upset at. That should be ready to go.
1: You going. are absolutely right. It seemed way more athletic this in is, uh, my head than it looked. Dude, it was in still the, impressive. In the goggles. It, was it was a guy catch.
2: That was some yeah. angels in the outfield shit.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, More like a, a collapsing catch.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I gotta say, I, I hate to do it to him, but you did a heck of a lot better job than her when he was trying to make his diving <laughs> catch in the outfield. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, oh uh, rest not up, Herb.
2: I hope that shoulder's not too jammed up today because body's on ice. Ooh, that, that was a rough fall.
1: <laughs> but you, but you
2: said you think you pulled something yesterday.
1: Oh, I definitely pulled something. You definitely pulled something. At least one thing.
2: So that's two listen. of us here from the Bulls crew. Big Dave, you got to play at least one of these games before our softball season's over, and you got to pull yeah. a muscle to really be part I, I of the family.
0: I don't know about that one, but I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> have to play. And what's wild is you know this—I was yesterday was going to be the game. I was going to be there. We all yeah. were going to be there. And so that one that the game. I got it. We I got, it. I got the. Okay. Uh,
1: I got
2: the video. Okay. Okay. Just, Jerry it. found okay. the video. So this is out. this is from our pal Nick from CSO Bears wearing his check video out. sunglasses in the outfield. Like, I don't think the year. sound is gonna work. Look at this. Boom. It Just rips one. Goat leap
1: on track.
0: Oh! Really oh nice no. Look at that, bro! That is so cold. They man. still tagged up oh. and
1: got to third, so that sucks. But such a nice. That's still player. that's still I'm a very in. impressive catch.
0: Look at that! Come on, oh. man. <laughs> I,
1: did, I actually did have to move quite a bit to go get oh. that because we were shifted. So Dude, far they over. were peppering they left were field. Just, Poor goat was just. Them such... to me doing his best
2: to track down a whole I lot of fly like balls I, was, I all feel like game I log. was
1: shooting game-winning free throws at the end of a game, all seven innings of that. <laughs> my heart was just pounding. Goatlieb and, and I were playing coming. catch beforehand. You really, like, you hurt my finger. Did I really? On one of those Damn. long tosses. I came back to the dugout. I was like, ah, God, my finger. Killing today. Sorry, Dude, man. Even
2: those day. soft 16 inches, if you don't catch them properly, they can jam you up. I, our first baseman Ben
1: is on the DL with a uh, broken finger, but all right, Jeez. back to the Bulls.
2: Yeah. All right, uh, so yeah, that that was that. CHO softball doing our doing our very best <laughs> to, to we, not lose my million again? last night. We have one. We're one. We started one and zero, and we have one since. But that's okay. That's about right. You know, gotta at least get one more <laughs> one more W this season, and then improve next season. It's our first season as a team. We need to come no. together, just like the Bulls. Yeah,
0: because- I have a question. Does everybody go to the playoffs or we're just out the playoff?
2: I don't know. I think the schedule says quarterfinals, semifinals, and then championship. Okay. And our, if there are only eight teams in the league, then that would mean quarterfinals. Everybody goes. They, but better, I think hope,
1: they better hope that not every
2: team goes to the playoffs because we're going to be a tough out. <laughs> Nobody wants to see us in the playoffs. That is not okay. what I, I thought you were going to say, Joey.
0: Okay. I love the positivity. I'm with him, Joey. You know I love
2: that. Um, all right guys, so Bleach Report put out these rankings. Let's let's talk about it. Are we ready this,
1: to trash my former employers? Uh yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it.
2: Cuz sometimes Bleach Report puts out stuff that is very entertaining to me, and then sometimes Bleach Report puts out stuff that I think is absolutely hot trash. And then there's stuff like this that's just it's not trash and it's not super entertaining, but it is something that maybe would trigger Bulls fans, but to me it's kind of like they nailed it. So this is the best starting fives rankings, projected starting fives for this upcoming 22-23 NBA season. Uh, Joey, if you would, let's take a look at the Eastern Conference teams that they have ranked below the Bulls' starting fives, so a.k.a. worst starting fives than the Bulls. You got Detroit, second to worst in in the NBA at 29, Orlando at 28, even though, oh, they're up and coming. Watch out, Orlando Magic. Uh, 23 for the Pacers, who... (laughs) Didn't end up with Aiton and really don't have a whole lot going on there after this bonus trade. Halliburton. Uh, Halliburton, he is a player. You still got Wizards hanging out at 22 with Bradley Beal on his new big gigantic no-trade contract. Monte Morris, man. Oof. You got Hornets at 20. Lamelo Ball coming off an all-star year, but obviously a huge question looming over that team this offseason is the legal trouble that Miles Bridges is in because he brings a lot to that unit. And then the Knicks at 19- The Bulls come in at 18, so that's six teams in the East that Bleacher Report has ranked as not as good starting fives as the Bulls projected starting five, which they have as the starting five from this past season before people got hurt. So they have the Bulls at 18, and the Bulls starting five, as you would probably assume, is Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Patrick Williams, and Nikola Vucevic. There you see it on your screen right there. So let's start with this, gentlemen. Any of those teams ranked below the Bulls that you think their starting five coming into this season is better than that starting five that the, is showing for the Bulls right there?
1: No. Charlotte, New York. I think Charlotte, Charlotte is maybe the one that you could argue. Uh, they'll have Gordon Hayward back, like, LaMelo, Rozier, Hayward, P.J. Washington, and Plumlee. Mark Williams probably slots in at center eventually. That's a really solid one, but there's not a lot of star power there outside of LaMelo, obviously, and I think they're going to really struggle defensively. So they've got, some, they've got like a fun starting five. If we're talking about like league pass rankings, they might be a little bit higher, but I don't think they're better than the Bulls.
0: Dave? Yeah, um... No, I don't think any of those are better than the Bulls or should be over the Bulls. But the only one I had a like real big issue with was the Lakers. And it's just because I think when you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis in your starting five, you're a top 20 starting five in the NBA. That's just how I feel. Um, when you got two of the top 75 players of all time on your team, and then you throw Russell Westbrook in. And we understand what they looked like last year. We get all that. But a LeBron... And Anthony Davis' squad is not is not below 20. Like, they should be over 20. They should be over the Knicks. And maybe I'm just hating the Knicks. You know what I mean? Maybe that, that could be an argument here. But I don't think they should be 19. I think they, they should be a little it bit is, lower than
2: it that. It is crazy that the Knicks are ranked above the Lakers, and the Lakers have those players that you mentioned. However, that trio played for the Lakers last season, and they didn't even make the play-in yeah. tournament. Now, there were a lot of missed games – uh, you know, AD not being reliably healthy for large parts of the season is perhaps the biggest problem there. But the, I think the even more glaring problem and the thing that the Lakers have gotten dragged for is that outside of those three, not only are LeBron and Russ a terrible fit together on the court, and anybody with half an NBA brain could have seen that coming, Well, they...
1: What? Not the uh, Lakers front office, <laughs> Well, yeah, everybody else.
2: So maybe nobody in the Lakers front office could <laughs> either have half an NBA brain or tell LeBron no if this is what LeBron wanted. It's the lack of role-player help that they had. They went from a, being a deep team, the team that won the chip in the bubble in 2020 with all of those pieces, to a team that mortgaged all of those role-players so that they could bring this trio of Russ, AD, and LeBron together, and it crashed and burned. So... I don't think it's that disrespectful to have this Lakers team at 21. They did not make the play-in tournament last year, Dave.
0: Right. You're absolutely correct. How did the Knicks do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean by that. Like, it wasn't like they were setting the world on fire last year with, with their starting five. And so that's just how, why I mean that as far as the Knicks and the Lakers are concerned. If you want to put the Lakers at 20, I'm cool. But the Knicks should not be 19. I, even based on, you know, just going off of your argument right there, I don't, I don't think they should be 19. And, and to
2: clarify, Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell, for the sake of these Bleacher Report rankings, are presumed to still be on their current teams. So, like, the Brooklyn Nets are all the way down at number six. But it's because they are th- – that is, hypothetically speaking, Kevin Durant's on that team, Kyrie Irving's on that team. With the Knicks, this is not the Knicks – Plus Donovan Mitchell. this They're starting five, uh, according to Bleacher Report here. Jalen Brunson, Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Now,
1: that's not a bad starting five. That's it's, not a starting five it's to sneeze at. a rounded starting five, but to this point, they are nowhere near as like, high-end talent. Right. I
2: mean, like Brunson was a good add. We'll see if they can get Donovan on board, too, but nobody in that starting five for the Knicks is anything close to a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis or even honestly a a Russell Westbrook
0: yeah they're they're just not on that level at all and I think the argument could be made if this was the Knicks team from the previous year that kind of shocked the NBA you know by getting to the playoffs and having you know a first round uh home game and things like that so I, I think that would be a better argument but if I'm I'm like, it's lebron james man you know what i'm saying it's anthony davis bro like i cannot put that put guys certain teams over that kind of thing uh especially if we're just going off of players and we're not going off of uh what they did last year because as we mentioned the knicks were boo-boo along with the lakers they were also trash so based off of that yeah lebron i think he should deserve that and yeah i that's the only one i i have a real like issue with
2: fair enough um So, in this Bleacher Report rankings, they mention if this fivesome, the projected fivesome of this upcoming season, did play together this past season, what that fivesome's net rating was. And with the Bulls, Lonzo, Zaktamar, P-Dub, and Vooch, the, the net rating was a plus 11 last
1: season. Which is unbelievably good.
2: It's real good. Plus 11 net rating, real freaking good. But it came on just a grand total of 135 possessions. Across the entire season, only 135 possessions did those five guys share the floor together because Patrick Williams gets hurt in whatever that was, game five or game six, out of the gate to start the season, and then you got Lonzo Ball missing for a stretch here. You got Zach missing a stretch here. You know, Damar and Vooch were the two most, you know, iron horse guys on the team last season, but even still, a grand total of 135 possessions. Um, and whoever on Bleacher Report, you know, threw this together, mentioned that. Uh, if this group of five plays together more this upcoming season, defense will be an issue because DeMar's never been good defensively and he's a year older. Vooch has never been great defensively and he's a year older. And they also mention the giant question mark that is the availability of Lonzo Ball being another reason why they are a bit uh, cautious about ranking the Bulls any higher than they have them here at 18. What do you guys think about that as – the logic behind where the Bulls ended up in these rankings.
1: I think it's pretty fair, to be honest. I mean, you do have to factor in the health. This is something we've talked about a ton. Um, What I will say is I don't think this is the Bulls' best lineup. I think the best lineup is probably the one with Caruso in Mm -hmm. for Patrick Williams. Mm -hmm. So maybe that one Mm -hmm. goes a little bit higher. But, uh, I mean, it's hard to argue with a plus 11 net rating. And the fact that only, I think, three or four – Lineups had a higher net rating. Now a lot of them haven't played together yet and could end up with a better net. But for me, that is an argument that they should be a little bit higher. But I think when you project it out, to your point, Booch is probably you know not going to play much better this year than he did last year. I mean, hopefully he shoots a little bit better, but defensively, like he's getting older, he's always been a little bit slow. Demar, hard to see him playing as well as he did last year. Hopefully it's like you know ninety five, ninety six percent of that, but It could be less than that Uh, Lonzo sounds like he's not even going to be ready for training camp. We just don't know. And so I think you have to factor in all that uncertainty and that for me pushes you down a bit. And so when you look at it and you say there's all this room for risk and for like getting worse. And the only thing that you have that could say, well, maybe they're much better is Patrick Williams taking a huge step forward and that could happen. But I don't think that cancels out all the, the potential risk there. So for me, 18 is not super unfair, obviously. Like, there are some teams ahead of them that you could argue should be below them, but I think approximately that's right for me.
0: You know, when I saw it, like I see any list, I immediately go into it ready to argue what the Bulls are, no matter where they are. I immediately go into it with that mindset, ready to tell you, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Because that's just the fan, you know, in me like that. But then. Logic always takes over and then I read the article and then I'm okay. It was the same thing with this. Uh, when I saw it at 18, I'm, my, I'm like, what, no, what? Are you kidding me? You know how good they were, you know? These guys on the floor together, incredible. And then I immediately I, I look at the people ahead of them. And I remember I looked at the Pelicans. And I was like, the Pelicans, man, come on, there ain't no way. And then I looked at that starting five and I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's that's pretty disgusting. So I can't playing. And the
2: Pels starting five is pretty nasty. Yeah.
0: That is absolutely disgusting. McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Think, like, uh, yes, to, to the
1: injury point. Like, can you can you really, in the same way that you can't really factor Ball to be fully healthy, can you say that about Zion? So, like, there seems to be maybe a little bit of like moving the goalposts in terms of like who you project out to be healthy. And Zion is supposed I, I to be think- ready to go, so that's maybe the difference, but.
0: But I think also it's because of the success that we saw the Pelicans have in the postseason, just of how they played. You know what I mean? Like they they got on the nerves of, of the Phoenix Sun. They definitely got on their nerves. Be and yeah, yeah, might be, might be. But I think that had that had it uh, factored in as well, whereas the Bulls, you know, just got stomped out, as we all predicted uh, by Milwaukee. So even though that starting five, you know, wasn't the starting five in there, I'm just saying that taste might have been in their mouth because that starting five for the Pelicans wasn't this one either. You know what I mean? So I think that's why. But also looking at Portland's, I think I can argue uh, being better than Portland's uh, starting five, but I didn't. I don't feel like it was a necessary argument to, to make because I'm like going from 18 to 17 wasn't a big so so me. for those of you who
2: haven't seen it, the, the Blazers projected starting five in these B, uh, BR rankings, Dame, Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, newcomer Jeremy Grant, and Nurkic at the five. That's a, I mean, to me, that's a toss up. If you're comparing that starting five to the Bulls starting five, I, I might argue that
1: the Bulls deserve a little bit of an edge there. Yeah. But like, again, Dame missed almost all of last season and didn't play well <sighs> when he was healthy. Uh, they've never played with Jeremy Graham before. You don't know what that's going to look like. Nurkic has not been fully healthy for a season in like five, like five years. I mean, yeah. I, I Yeah, I think there's, there's injury risk everywhere. So you kind of have to either like rate that the same or just factor it out. And if you're factoring it out, I think the Bulls, you have to put them a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, and also because of the success, you saw the Bulls starting five have. You know what I mean? Like you saw it. You saw that they were – one of the best starting fives in the NBA when they were going and they were doing their thing. So based on that alone, I thought that they should have been a little higher than Portland, but it's not something I was really to, you know, put my nose to the grindstone and go to work and argue that hard and deeply over. But just hearing Will have some passion on it, just kind of gave me some fire a little bit like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I do hate this. Yeah. But you're, it, cause I think you're right. Well, like you you can't sit there and say that. And then, you know, they don't have the, Portland doesn't have the same success, you know, with their starting five. Dame literally did not have a great year at all, like you stated. Nurkic is always hurt. Uh, Anthony Simon is is nice. He's gonna be real nice. Uh, but but like, the Jeremy was Grant putting
1: up a bunch of big numbers while Dame was out. Like we don't know how that's gonna look together. So I think yeah, like true. there's uncertainty with all of these. And if you're gonna if you're gonna look at like what the Bulls have actually done together. You have, to, you have to give him some points there because like there's a lot of unknown with adding Jeremy Grant, with adding Josh Hart and Simons to Damian Lillard and Nurkic. You just don't know what that looks like.
2: Yeah, and going back to that plus 11 net rating that that Bulls starting five from this past season that's carrying over into this season actually has compared to some of these starting fives that will be playing together for the first time uh, or have equally small sample sizes, it it does seem that a few of these are kind of random and where they stack up compared to a Bulls starting five that – You know, it it wasn't that Bulls starting five that got out to a hot start and had the top seed or close to the top seed in the East for the first two-thirds of the season. It was the Bulls as a whole because that starting five includes Patrick Williams, who was gone from game five on. Um, So there is that detail as well. All right, we want to take a closer look at some of these other teams, especially Eastern Conference teams, whose starting fives come in ranked ahead of the Bulls coming up next, and if we have any issues with any of those teams and how the Bulls stack up against those starting fives, we'll do that next in just a minute. But first, today's episode brought to you guys by our great friends at PointsBet. The best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make that $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet when signing up, you get a free membership to CHGO. Hello? (laughs) It unlocks all of our amazing web content, including the latest uh, Goatlieb mailbag that is up now on allchgo.com. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, including the newest merch that just dropped uh, like a couple weeks ago. I was rocking my Skyline shirt to our softball game last night. Looks dope as hell. That's $2,000 in free bets. Free CHGO membership. Free shirt from the CHEO Locker, all for just a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet, and you want to put that 50 bucks in anyway so you can have fun and play and win some money. It's your home for live and play betting, and it just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team, prime for a comeback. Don't just watch the game, bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs. That's the part where you get your money. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit. Stay in the action live all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now using promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game like Goat elevated into the sky, making a diving catch on the softball diamond last night. Once oh, the game nice. starts, Goat, don't just bet. Tell the people.
1: You live your bet life.
2: shit easy.
0: Ever seen a flying You're dropping
1: boat? stuff too now? Nah, dude, yeah, It's just it's just a bottle of we're water. A, so I yeah. just dropped my computer. That was not a good look. But before we went live,
2: he tried to set his laptop down on the coffee table and just missed and dropped his laptop on the floor.
1: We're fine. Sturdy hardware. Are we? Here. Did you get a concussion when you were making those diving gadgets last night? I think so. I'm still seeing stars. <laughs> I'm seeing the James Webb telescope photo out here. It's all blurry. <laughs>
2: That was a terrible time to take a big gulp of water. Okay. Yeah,
0: that was a good one. Can I, can I say
1: something <laughs> real quick about Bulls lineups? I mentioned this Please. before. The best Bulls lineup, Ball, Caruso, Levine, DeRozan, Vooch, the closing lineup, was plus 20 points per 100 oh. possessions. So that's pretty freaking good. Yeah. I think they. you might put them a little bit higher. Yeah, very much so. And I think
2: that that's probably still going to be the plan that that uh, Billy Diamond sticks with. Unless Patrick takes a very big step this season, yeah. which you know we all want to see happen, would love to see happen, right. I think considering the minor moves, to put it gently, that the Bulls made in the offseason, they are banking on Patrick Williams becoming a player this season yeah. for them to take a next step. Between that and hoping that the when guys were healthy, we had X record stays true and, and that's why they're running it back. Not because they don't want to pay the luxury tax. Of course not. That's not why. Couldn't be why. Couldn't possibly be why. No. Sorry. Okay. Uh, lost my train of thought there for a second. Joey, let's take a look at these Eastern Conference teams ranked ahead of the Bulls in these Bleacher Report starting five rankings. Just ahead of them at 16, two spots ahead, you got the Toronto Raptors. They're starting five. Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, OG, and and Pascal. That's a dope starting five. Do either of you take issue with the Bulls starting five being ranked beneath that one?
1: Just the net Not rating good. aspect of it. I mean, the Raptors, I think they've got way more versatility. They've got more room for upside with Scotty Barnes, OG, like definitely in their younger stages of their career, and then Van Vliet, Siakam playing at all-star level. Gary Trent had a huge step forward last year. I think they're clearly a better lineup, but the numbers bear out in a way that, you know. Yeah, so that one, starting one and five's and half, net rating
2: last season was plus 1.8, which was actually worse than the team's overall net rating collectively of plus 2.2. So that is kind of mm-hmm. interesting there. Um, but, I mean, you see what Scotty Barnes has done so far in the NBA and think if he takes another step... The other interesting thing to this Raptors lineup is that I've heard whispers that OG Ananobi might be attainable in a trade um, if some team sees that as a piece that could be their missing piece. I I mean, I haven't heard that from anyone from Toronto covering the Raptors, but I've heard it from other NBA, like national media people, that OG Ananobi's name is kind of flying around some trade talks this offseason.
0: That'd be awesome. He's, He's a great player, man. And an excellent fit. And, you know, it's nothing but those long athletic guys out there uh, in Toronto. Um, I don't have a huge issue with it. I could – if I wanted to, yeah, I could make an argument for the Chicago Bulls being ahead of them, sure. Um, But I'm not completely just, you know, upset about it because of the respect that I have for the Toronto Raptors and their starting five and just how good they are. I still remember that Bulls game when they put that defense on them in that fourth quarter and how the Bulls almost lost – that first game playing against them because the game should have been over. But Toronto just immediately started clamping them and getting on their nerves with that length It was just completely bothering the Bulls. And yeah, that's just honestly a fun team to actually watch. And yeah, they're the kind of team that will would build. You know what I mean? Just that long athletic team, you know what I mean? That long athletic team without a true center. You know, a lot of switchable guys, you know what I mean, that could do so many things, that versatility that they have. And, yeah, it's it's fun brand of basketball to watch. So, no, I'm not completely just upset that they have them over the Bulls. Uh,
2: Miami Heat coming in at 15. Starting five projected for them this upcoming season. Kyle Lowry, Max Strus, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Now, the Heat are theoretically still not giving up on the idea of finding a way to bring Kevin Durant in uh, because he, <laughs> they are one of the two destinations that he has told Brooklyn he would not mind going to. And, like, meanwhile, the I think the, the Heat are trying to trade Duncan Robinson and get a first-round pick for him, like, because they think he's worth that. I don't. Um, but there he is in their projected starting lineup along with – former Bulls legend Max Struz who like actually gave that Miami Heat team quality minutes down the stretch of last regular season and into their playoff run when they were shorthanded. I I, I have no issue with this starting five, assuming this is the starting five, being ranked ahead of the Bulls, mostly because of... <sighs> you know what? As I say that, mm, I, I think that's a Don't tie. Worry. Like, I, I would not immediately take this miami starting five over the bulls starting five dave you're nodding you're nodding your head
0: yes come join me my friend yes <laughs> come join me i understand why they have the heat over them and i get it you know what i mean makes all the sense in the world but they Matt, did finish had, as the
2: number one seed last year
0: right right you know what i'm saying they completely get it you know what i mean and they continue they whoop the bulls ass every time they played them. complete with a dude I had never seen before that I now know the name of, of Gabe Vincent. And I can't believe I'm saying that name and I know him because he was just destroying the Bulls. And Detman out there looking like Elijah Juan, you know how I lost my mind about that game, man. Oh, man. To give it to Boosh. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, but I, we, we talked about this when we used to do Locked On Bulls. We had this questionnaire about the starting five lineups who we take. And I remember saying I would take that Bulls starting five over the Heat and the biggest thing was because it wasn't a player I really was like, yeah, I take them over this player or I take them over that player outside of the center position. You know, I was like, I'd probably take BAM. And at that point in time, Vooch hadn't played yet. So I was like, I'd probably end up taking, you know what I'm saying, Vooch right now, but I was iffy on that one. That was the one I was iffy on, was BAM and Vooch on there. Um, And I got into an argument with a a Heat fan who, oh, my God, he wanted to argue for hours on this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We got into a nice long debate uh, about it. And I completely get it. Trust me, I do. But I don't think, man, that Bulls match up well with that lineup with them. Kyle Lowry against Lonzo. I mean, you know, Jimmy Butler against Zach. Um, Did you say Duncan Robinson against, Mm -hmm. what, DeMar DeRozan? You know what I mean? And Patrick Williams. And who's there for now? Is
2: yeah. uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets is that technically four on he, this lineup,
1: the adult in the
2: playing room. with three guards, Lowry, Struess, and
1: Duncan. Here's the thing about the Miami. Okay. Heat. Yeah. Here's the thing about the heat. I think they were given a lot of respect for being the number one seed and making the Eastern conference finals as they should. Right. The problem is, and I'm looking at cleaning the glass here. 10 of their top 12 lineups included PJ Tucker playing at the four. You can't like Whoa. lose P.J. Tucker and replace him with somebody that basically was benched for the entire playoffs because he was unplayable and expect them to still be that high. So would I take the heat over the Bulls in a, in a game or a best-of-seven series? Probably. But do I think that the Bulls' lineup is a little bit more well-rounded and a little bit more dangerous? Yeah, I think so.
2: Uh, this lineup of Lowry, Struess, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Buckets, and Bam – Last season had a net rating of minus two and a half. So, your point about maybe PJ Tucker being a, a big hit and a big loss for Miami could end up being true as he's gone to reunite with uh, you know James Harden and uh, and what and Daryl Morey over there in Philly. Um, and clearly, like I think he said it in jest, but I can't remember. Was it on Twitter or Insta? Some social media where Jimmy like, went at P.J. Tucker for leaving. Oh, like was, Jimmy was, was not happy, and I think it's because he knows how important P.J. Tucker was to that team. Oh, he's going to have to guard yeah. these
1: guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Will, Will, that is an incredible stat, though, that you just said. Ten out of the 12 lineups included P.J. Tucker in them. That's, he's really wow. good.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, now now we come to two teams in the East ranked above the Bulls that I feel like Bulls fans might take the biggest issue with them being ranked ahead of the Bulls. And that is the Atlanta Hawks at 13 and the Cleveland Cavaliers at 11. That is some serious banking on young teams to take a big step kind of stuff. So here is now the projected starting five for Atlanta. Trey Young and DeJounte Murray in that backcourt together after the DeJounte trade with San Antonio. DeAndre Hunter at the wing, Collins and Capella in the front court. That's a pretty tasty looking start in 5. And then Cleveland, let's take a quick look there and then we can discuss Garland and LaVert, Lowry at the wing, Mobley and Allen, the Gigantor Cavs lineup. Which one of you which one of these surprises you guys more for being ranked as high as they are? Hawks at 13 or Cavs at 11? Cavs. Go ahead and expand, uh, expand upon that if you would.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I'm not, I understand the Hawks. I get that. That's sexy. You got the John T. Murray. You, you can actually argue, the arguments can begin about best backcourt in, in the Eastern conference. You know what I mean? You got the John T. Murray and Trey young back there. Get that. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, it's a sexy pick. They're young, they're high flying, all that stuff. I get it. Cleveland starting five over the, and I'm specifically speaking over the bulls is no, because look, and when I'm like, yo starting five is better. I watched the bulls win three out of the four when they played against them dog. all right i saw it with my own two peepers here three out of the four against that squad and they're almost a top 10 and they they're a playing team you yeah you're really banking on you got to develop and you got to turn out and everything's gonna go right for your team and it's gonna be sexy and cool and that's kind of dangerous with those young teams that look sexy We've, we've seen that a lot, man. We saw it in the 90s, 2000s. Every year, there's a sexy team. You know what I'm saying? That just looks incredibly attractive. And then you find out that their, their breath stinks. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, man, like, there's something wrong with this. There's something going on. The clip, remember that Clippers team? You know, with, when they had Lamar, when they had Quentin Richardson, when they had mm-hmm. Darius Miles. Oh, all fun like that. It was great. It was cool. Did not work out. Could not really get down and beat anybody. Any starting lineup that has Lowry marketing in it is not should not be in the top 11, period. That should not be the case. They are not better than the Bulls starting five, Dog, Sorry, they just not. They're sexier, but they ain't better.
1: Yeah, I think this is factoring in just such young players in Garland, Mobley, and Allen, and those guys being able to take another step forward, which I think they will. Like, those, I mean, those are three all-star caliber players already. And they're all like their early twenties. I think they will be really good. I think they will get a lot better. Um, I don't think Lowry and I guess Lavert would be in their best five. I don't think Lowry is. I think eventually when he's healthy, Ricky Rubio is kind of the engine that made that whole thing work with the extra passer playmaker defender out there. Um, I agree with you, Dave. I think the bulls are like, I, I asked the question to like, would the heat beat the bulls? Maybe, but does the Bulls line up better than the Heat? I think it's kind of the same. Like, I think the Bulls would beat the Cavs, and I also think the Bulls' lineup is better than the Cavs. So I I think they're ranked a little bit too high. I think it's mostly just about projecting forward. The Hawks, I agree with you. They totally underachieved. I think they're ready to have a huge season. DeJounte and Trey Young is just such a great match in the backcourt. And then uh, hopefully Capella has a better season. Collins and Hunter can also sort of step their game up. I think there there's an argument to be made that the Bulls are better um, than the than the Hawks. I don't think I would go there, but uh, I, I just think like 11 is too high for the Cavs, regardless of whether you put them ahead or behind the Bulls. I think that's just – they don't seem like a top 11 lineup. Yeah, I
2: mean me. – and look, they were playing much better earlier on last season – And then they got hit with an injury bug or two or three and then started to fall off. And them kind of crashing back down to earth even more aggressively than the Bulls crashed back down to earth is what prevented the Bulls from falling into that playing tournament themselves in the final month of the season when the Bulls were losing twice as many or three times as many games as they were winning after the All-Star break. Um, it, it It is surprising to me to see the Cavs rank that high. The other interesting part of that Cleveland uh, predicament is that as you see Garland and Lavert in that backcourt, you mentioned Rubio being possibly a wild card X factor for them. No mention of Colin Sexton, who like, is it just for sure at this point that he's going to get moved? Is he going to come back? How does he fit into this picture? I don't know. Cause now the Cavs have all of this talent in the front court. I agree with Dave and that Lowry at, starting at the wing is real weird and i don't know if it's going to work out for them over a full 82 game season but now it's like you got one too many pieces in the backcourt what what are they going to do with Colin Sexton i don't know either way i know that having them ranked 11 is giving cleveland a a, a lebron james list cavs team a lot of credit out of the gate
0: yeah i i i agree with that and i think sexton's out of there personally i think he's going Uh, I don't see the room for him. I thought he was going to be gone last year, honestly. Like, I thought he was going to be out of there. and wouldn't even come back uh, this season. Um, So, yeah. But I think Sexton is is not long for this team because – just simply because of the style of basketball that he plays. You know what I mean? Like, your nickname is Young Bull. You know what I mean? Like, my man, he got to have the basketball. And he's got to be the one creating. You know what I mean? So, he's got to have – basically, he has to be the the guy on the team. He has to either be your one or your two on that squad. So – and he's not going to be in on this Cleveland squad. It's built around Garland, period. And what if it doesn't work for Garland, then it's just not going to work. And it doesn't seem like they're going to have that. It's going to mesh. And Karis LeVert, I think, can give you higher highs uh, than Sexton uh, can can do. Because he doesn't need the basketball, you know what I'm saying, so much like that. He's good with it, of course, because we saw him cook the bulls. But, yeah, he doesn't need it uh, like that as much. But... Yeah, Matt, like Lowry is the is the thing, you know, and you know, it's my guy. I love him. i God, I loved him. All right. That was I loved him. All right. I did. That was my guy. But that that's the whole thing of this for me. Having him in your starting five. And he's you can't have that kind of starting five where you're just going to be taking on the NBA's best. And say you're you're uh you're one number away from a top ten lineup in the NBA and Lowry Markins a part of that. It, sound, it don't sound right. It just don't feel right or sound right. But we'll see, you know what I'm saying, how it goes for him. He, he's definitely comfortable in Cleveland. It's not on him as much as it was here in Chicago. He definitely had those games, Matt, where he flashed, which we know very, very well. Lowry has those games where he flashes and you think, oh, my God, you know what I'm saying, this is the one. And then he's like, no, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll come back down to earth like that. So, But, yeah, man, like it's, it's going to be interesting to watch them and see how that works out. But I just don't have that belief in in Lowry being the guy on a starting five that is that close to being a top 10 starting five. Yeah,
1: to me, this just speaks more to the upside that Mobley and Garland have specifically, but also Jared Allen. Like those three, that is such a good young core. I think they're only getting way better. And like, for me, when you project out the Cavs, I think it's safe to say they're going to get better, whereas if you project out the Bulls, I think it's pretty up in the air, right? Just because of the health, because of the age, because of the, the defensive decline, because of how well DeMar played last year, and just, like, the odds of him maintaining that. I mean, DeMar was, like, top 10 player in the league last year mm-hmm. for the first time in his career at age 32. Yeah. It's just, if he's not that, I don't think the Bulls are anywhere close. Mm. That's,
2: uh, cool. That's All right, cool. so uh let's quickly just look at the the last bit of these rankings with the best teams in the East uh getting closer and closer to the top 10. So you've got uh Milwaukee coming in at 9 and interestingly, uh Captain Dipshit aka Grayson is included <laughs> in this projected starting lineup. Um Holiday, Grayson, Middleton, oh. Giannis and Lopez which had a minuscule sample size together on the floor last season, but that minuscule sample size resulted in a plus 21.7, which is wild. Um, they're basically bringing back their same crew. I, I don't know why they have their starting lineup as this. Um, you know, maybe Bobby Portis being in there instead of Grayson. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, a good team, not, not like a super – like, other than Jan, is not a super intimidating starting five – so they've got them ranked beneath Brooklyn, but while also saying basically, asterisk, this five man collection is fiction. Kyrie, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Katie, and Ben Simmons as the starting five. Maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. It's weird that they have them ranked as high as they do while also admitting that there's a good chance that five some is not what Brooklyn trots out there to start the season. Then they got the Sixers at three. Listen to this starting lineup for Philly. Harden, Maxi, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, Joel Embiid. Dear God, that's not fair.
0: It's nasty. That is vicious and disgusting and wrong. And, oh, my God, that's terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's so much
2: switchability. It's so much size. It's so much length. And then it's
1: freaking Harden and Embiid. Like, wh- oh, my God. Ooh.
0: And a then healthy Harden.
1: Yeah. And it's also, like, the shooting around the Harden and Embiid pick and roll. Like, Harden's not the same 35-a-night score that he was three right. or four seasons ago now. But, like, when you're talking about unstoppable plays, Harden and Embiid pick and roll has to be towards the top, if not the very hardest thing to stop in the entire NBA. Because what happens if you go under the pick and roll? Harden is going to shoot a three, an open three. What happens if you go over? You got a two-on-one with Harden, pocket pass, lob pass to Embiid. What happens if you switch it? You put Embiid in the post on a guard. Like, there's no way to stop that, and you can't help because of Maxi Harris, and Tucker, all 40% three-point shooters on the perimeter. Like, that is just unguardable. And we'll get to it after we talk about the number one team in the East, but this is this is, I think, where my... Question marks and confusion and frustration lie in the Bulls offseason.
2: That best team in the East being the team that represented the East in the NBA Finals last month. It is the Boston Celtics coming in at number two in these Bleacher Report rankings. With that same starting five, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Time Lord, Robert Williams III, which, by the way, in over 900 possessions last season, largest sample size of any of the fivesomes in this Bleacher Report ranking, had a plus 24.3 net rating. In over 900 possessions. So that is legit sample size and an outrageously positive net rating. That Boston team is good. And they were doing that for the back half of last season. Is why I picked them to go to the finals. And they're bringing everybody back.
1: they are so good i mean this is what we saw in the finals they are so good that they just absolutely smoked everybody in the regular season and for most of the playoffs and they just didn't let up leads like a lot of times you see a team go up by 30 they put all the starters on the bench and then the lead gets whittled down to 18 or something and that's the end of the game no the celtics depth and quality of their starting five allows them to just absolutely smoke everybody from wire to wire. And then you put them in a position against the Warriors in the finals and even like the Bucks and uh, the Heat to a certain extent where they had to win close games and that's where you saw them struggle. But that's just not going to happen every night. They're so overwhelmingly talented on both sides of the ball. Their defensive unit is just unbelievably difficult to score against with the switchability and the rim protection. And then... Just Tatum and Brown being able to outscore anybody in the league. Like, they are just so freaking good. They added Brogdon and Gallo. Ugh. Their depth is unreal. Like, this team is just so good. And now they have that experience and that hunger from being killed in the finals. And, and really, like, you know, they, they were up 2-1. to one. They could have easily won the finals. And they had to eat that loss. And I think that's going to make them even stronger.
0: Here's what's really mean about them. Marcus Smart is the defensive player of the year and he might not even be the best defender on the team. You know what I mean? (laughs) He might not even be the best defensive player on the squad and he's defensive player of the year. They're terrifying, you know? And I think it was the things that you just said at the end, the pieces that they added, you know, are perfect fits for them. You know what I mean? Like that's how you, you create that depth, you know, like you get those high caliber players but you don't have that same high dependency on them. That makes them even more lethal, you know, because you're not worried about. Oh man, is he? Go- I need Gallinari to come in and do this every five nights. They don't even need it every five nights. They don't even need it every ten nights. They just need it for the playoffs. That's all they need it for. And seriously. And too, so like they're they're
1: gonna have a series where they need to space it out and score a little bit more. And that's when you play Gallup. They're gonna have a series where you need to go really small. And that's where you can play you know, Grant Williams at the five, like they have legit 10 deep. Their bench is yeah. stacked and could honestly like make a playoff push on its own. Like they are yeah. just so yeah. freaking good.
2: <laughs> Old Buckners in the comments saying boss is basically using cheating, uh, cheat codes at this point, dude. Yeah. <laughs> when we, they returned the same core that got them two wins away for an NBA championship and then added Malcolm Brogdon to it. And you know, Gallo, which is, yeah. and I, I've heard from a couple of different outlets now that, he actually chose the Celtics offer over the Bulls offer. Yes. And maybe the Bulls offer him more money. But he yes. chose the Celtics over the Bulls. You know, I haven't confirmed those myself, but I have heard that from a couple different places that Gallo said, nah, let me go to the let me go to the Celtics. So that team is deep. They are efficient. And that fivesome – that is projected to be their starting five. Played very, very. They, as Will said, they didn't just beat people; they crushed people last season. When they wire got to their, yeah, when they got their footing and they figured it out, they were smoking people. And
1: that, yeah, that's the other thing is they started like twenty three and twenty four. Right. That that includes right. that number in the net rating. Like from where they really started to pick it up, I'm sure that number is even more crazy. Uh, okay, so uh, those
2: Bleacher Report starting five rankings and look those could change it is middle of july right now who knows where KD's gonna be who knows where Kyrie's gonna be you know um d- does some of these other teams in the east make another move that changes their projected starting five but as far as the bulls are concerned that starting five looks to be a you know the only variable there is oh dear god is lonzo not ready for training camp that is the only variable that really exists in that bull starting five as of right now um
1: yep. so
0: Matt yeah go ahead Dave real real quick I just wanted to confirm what you were saying about Gallinari Gallinari said he wanted to be a Celtic because he said that's the team he grew up watching with his family was because he watched a lot of Larry Bird and all that he said and so they were a big deal you know what I'm saying his household and where he's from so it meant a lot to him to to be a Celtic so he wanted to go to Boston that's the team he wanted to be with so I think all the other things that we heard, I'm just going to assume that they were uh, true sp- based on him saying, I want it to be a Boston Celtic period.
2: Yeah. Um, before we get out of here and before we have a few final thoughts, big Dave, can you tell the people about the wonderful products and line of products available at Owen?
0: Uh, you know what guys you see me sitting here right here drinking this drink. All right. You see it in my hand, you know, why because it was there and i grabbed it why because i didn't have time to grab what i really wanted because what i really wanted and what i really needed was that 100 percent plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do works as hard as that man joey does that's free of artificial ingredients that's allergen friendly there's no gluten it's no dairy and it's easily digestible it's called a win and It is endorsed by QB1 Justin Fields. How dare you say he's going to throw the most interceptions in the NFL. Screw you. We're rolling with you, Justin Fields. You the man. So, Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you this awesome offer. 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Just use that code CHGO20 to get yourself 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. So join us and join Justin Fields to try Owen because it's only what you need. Because what we all know a win. A win. Hey. Come on. Dave uh,
1: is going to get noticed by some like Hollywood agent and just be put in all these blockbuster <laughs> films. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Your, your, your and then, do, and then do
2: all the voiceovers for all the commercials. The lead up to the previews in the movie theater before the movies that he's in.
0: Oh dude, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. Oh man. Like do yeah, the person for the at the movie. <laughs> yeah, in a world. <laughs> let's man, all go the to the lobby.
2: Dude, same. <laughs> um all right. So let's uh you know, we can look at a couple of comments here before we get out. We're going to save the low post discussion on the bulls for tomorrow. Cause there's a lot to unpack there that we think is worth talking about and we don't want to rush through it. So tune back in tomorrow. We will cover that, um, on that episode. Um, Joker, Clay Thompson, Dre and Curry played like half the season. If you average them out and want a title, um, saying I'm not mad. The bulls are 18th. The bulls finished sixth. A lot of teams were injured last season. Not just us. I- again, this is probably going to be a large part of our conversation tomorrow, but there are two schools of thought here with, are the Bulls being disrespected in rankings like this? Should they be better? It's, did they not do enough this offseason because other teams at the East got better? Other teams across the league got better and made more aggressive moves to do so? Or did they not make more aggressive moves because when healthy, best record in the East? Those are basically the two schools of thought going on among Bulls nation right now. They each have points of logic that make sense, and they each have detracting points of, of things that aren't logical. I, I understand that the Bulls ended up smack dab in the middle of the league in rankings like this. It makes sense yeah. to me. There is a big question mark about one of their key starters, and they are a team that looked pretty good when healthy and fell off hard when they weren't. And even when they were healthy, let's not forget this winless against the other best teams in the East could not beat the real competition in the East. They stacked up wins against garbage teams all season long. So nobody's giving them credit because they, they fell off and
0: they got bounced at five in round one. All of that makes sense. It does. It it makes total sense. Um, And I get it. And you know, when you're so hard one way or another, the truth usually lies in the middle. And that's what it is with the Bulls. They're right in the middle. They're not the greatest, the best team in the East. They're not the worst team in the East. And we saw both. You know what I'm saying? You saw both of that. But they're somewhere in the middle with me kind of skewing more towards just pushing them up a slight bit. You know what I'm saying? Give them a little up and on the horse, as my friend likes to say. So just giving them a little bit on that sense. And like, the only team I remember them beating like that was, was Boston. And then after they beat Boston, Boston had a team meeting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After they whooped them. They had a team meeting and changed their entire season around. As and Matt, yeah, uh, that was, was when speaking.
1: the Bulls were playing at their best and the Celtics were playing at their worst in like five, yep. four or five games into the season.
0: Yep. Yep. and it, Right, exactly. It was so early on. And, and yeah, so things had to change for Boston. And, unfortunately, they changed for the Bulls as well, like you said, due to COVID, due to injuries. And all those things like that. And with the question marks still coming in to the season this year, uh as far as Lonzo ball is concerned, and the question marks um with the three point shooting, which is the biggest one for me, um, yeah, like I can I can understand why you end up middle of the pack and you get it like that. That's the logic. I get that. And I'm not mad at that. So I'm I'm just more so like I can move them up to seventeen, maybe argue with sixteen and something like that, but I don't think it's above that. But the point is, I'm cool with that. I'm quite okay with that, man, because, my God, I'm traumatized at the bullshit I had to watch. Please, I don't want no more of it. I'm so happy where I am. Thank you very much.
1: I think it also just sucks, like, when you think about the Bulls' season and their starting lineup, that it wasn't, like, the narrative wasn't flipped. Like, it would have been awesome if they started the season – the way they finished it, and they finished the season the way they started it and actually, like, Uh, built some momentum over the course. When you see the trajectory going downwards like that, it's really hard to continue to project, to then flip the narrative and and project it upwards again going into next season. Like, you're seeing the trend go down. You assume that it's either going to, like, level off or keep going down. You don't assume that it's going to bounce back up. And the, uh, the biggest frustration among
2: fans right now is that they were trending down as they, you know, whimpered out of the first round of five games and then had an offseason where you used your one draft pick in the late teens on a guy that not a lot of Bulls fans were super familiar with Daylon Terry's game at Arizona. And when they were informed and then watched a little bit of him, they weren't that impressed. And then in free agency, Drummond and Dragic like slight upgrades to your backup big and your backup point guard. I get it. You're trending down and then you don't do anything aggressive to readjust that backup in a positive trajectory. And that's kind of where we are right now. Um, And that kind of leads us to what we're going to talk about tomorrow now, which is going to be this discussion that Zach Lowe and Chris Herring had on the most recent episode of The Low Post talking about the Activity or lack thereof of this Bulls team this offseason, what they accomplished last season, and where they go from here. Because there are a lot of questions about that. Uh, so we will do that tomorrow. So come back and join Thank us, you. 3 p.m. Central Time, live on the YouTubes. Uh, and in the meantime, as always, subscribe to the YouTube channel, CHGO Sports, if you aren't already. We got more coming up. We got bets at 430 we got CHGO Chicago Sports Pod at 5.30. And then both the Cubs crew and Sox crews are doing post-game shows after the All-Star game tonight. All that on deck for you on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Will is on Twitter at Won't Got Lee. Big Dave is BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out and thanks to our pal and our producer, Joey, for doing a tremendous job as always.
1: And being a great third
2: baseman. Great third baseman.
1: Hey, okay, right third baseman. I was not, not great last night. We got closer
2: to victory yesterday, gentlemen. We got closer to I'm victory.
1: We are the lovable losers of Chicago Media Pickup Year softball. One. We're gonna, We're, an We're, gonna team. We're gonna win.
2: We're gonna win the Cup League in 180. No years.
1: expansion
2: teams win <laughs> chips, you guys. You gotta go through the struggles. We're coming for the cup league. We're the league early nineties Timberwolves, We're you know? Our stripes. We're <laughs> earning our stripes. I'm 21. We're the 30. Vancouver Grizzlies. Uh, all right, that's it. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. As always, hit that thumbs up button underneath the video if you enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. For Joey and Big Dave and Will, unpack. Peck. See you tomorrow. See you, Red. Be good.